ladies, ladies and gentle them, we have a serious problem. Um, we have a good James Bond film. I, I maybe wouldn't go that far. It was enjoyable to watch, certainly. <laughs> More so than the previous two, but I, I have a lot to complain about still. <laughs> he doesn't do anything. He's hardly in it. As a, <laughs> he's, well, he just sort of Which spectates. is why it's good. No, this is, this is the problem, right? It's like, as an anti-James Bond podcast, this is going to be the best one that we talk about, I think. I have a strongly held belief here that like this is the best James Bond movie. He doesn't. He just plays golf. That's the only thing he does. Yeah, exactly. And so, because it has so little Bond in it, the alternate title is James Bond's Day Off. Like <laughs> every single thing that Bond actually does, he fucks up completely. <laughs> so, like, it's just a, a plot that happens in spite of James Bond <laughs> rather than due to. Yeah, and if they had just kept to that, then we would have had some some quite enjoyable films. But in, instead, they did not. But we're oh. talking about we're talking about Goldfinger, the first one where the plots got really sort of out there, a little bit silly, a little bit zany. Mm. The first mm. one with the gadgets that we come to know and love. Uh, the the first one where Bond is a little bit more whimsical. And let me give you the intro because I'm I'm very happy with this. Man has climbed Mount Everest, gone to the bottom of the ocean, he has fired rockets at the moon, split the atom, achieved miracles in every field of human endeavor, except crime! We are vitally concerned with unauthorized leakages. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, you bastard. You slipped that one in under the radar. <laughs> oh, you got me with that. Welcome back to Kill James Bond. It's me, Alice, Abby, and Devon. How you doing? Hello. <laughs> and we're here talking about unauthorized leakages. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well, let's just introduce our sponsor right away, Huggies. Uh, adult <laughs> diapers. So this is uh, like this is the first in a long tradition of pre-credit sequences that have fuck all to do with the movie. Mm. But we start the movie with Bond just kind of blowing up an oil refinery. Yeah, he's uh, just sort of finishing what we take to be a previous adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just what w- what we should take to be Bond sort of interstitial in between movies stuff yeah. is he's just blowing up a single oil tanker with a thing of plastic explosive that looks like fucking uh, like sour cream. He does wear um, a duck on his head at one point, which is very funny. Yeah, he wears a duck on his head. He does the he he strips off the wetsuit to reveal a perfect white tuxedo with a red yes. carnation. He underneath. is then the most conspicuous person in the bar because he's the only one wearing that. Yeah, he and also then he, is the only one who doesn't panic when it explodes. Yeah, because yeah. he is smugly looking at his Rolex at the exact moment when it goes off. The least suspicious thing you can do when a bomb goes off. Um, but we find out that this is this is some like drug lab in somewhere yeah, in South America. Yeah, they're making heroin and using it to finance revolutions. It doesn't matter. 
yeah, Bond it, is finishing an adventure. Thing. He goes to Shag. Mm-hmm. Of course. And a goon comes up behind him to try and hit him with uh, like a sap. And he in uses a, the heavy attack? He uses the heavy attack, but the reason why he uses the heavy attack is because he sees this goon reflected in the eye of the woman that he's currently fucking. And That's he just correct. spins her around and like lets her take the blow for him. What, uh, a, what a guy. <laughs> what, what a, a fucking, fucking dude. <laughs> chivalric hero this guy is. And then um, fights the other guy. He tosses him into like the bathtub. Um, yep. And fucking electric. Throws him. An, an electric lamp in there, and just to just to sort of set the tone for the rest of the movie, you get the inevitable. Shocking. Horrendous. <sighs> Fine. Whatever. Sure. He indulges in uh, some more of his other favorite hobby, which is towel sniffing. Why does uh, he yeah. do this every time? It's one, what, of his, what? it's one of his most firmly established character traits is that James Bond is A, lucky, and B, enjoys sniffing towels. loves to sniff a towel. Do you think he's being directed to do that, or if that's just Sean Connery injecting a little bit of personality? Yeah, I think he ad-libbed the towel thing. Just a lot of <laughs> towel-focused seduction. He's just like, I gotta mm. do something with this towel. Mm. But we get, we get through that. And Bond finds himself on vacation in Miami Beach. Um, well, we have just, a title. We have uh, a title sequence with a real the title sequence, a real song That's for true. the first time. We have a they full, got Shirley Bassey, a really good song as well. Absolutely mm, fantastic, belting out. You know, you know what the song is. It's mm. it's the song from Goldfinger, and she's singing the song from Goldfinger. And she's it's fucking... project, the credits are projected onto a woman's ass, which is what we love to see on James mm-hmm. Bond. It's nice but and cheap. A gold a woman, theme. a gold woman's ass. Um, also, when Shirley Bassey was recording that, she had the title sequence like projected in front of her, so she could sync it up. And the title sequence was like a few seconds longer than everyone thought it was, and she nearly, like, knocked herself unconscious <laughs> holding that last high note. In her oh, memoir, wow. she said she had to take her bra off mid-note to Fucking try and, like, Christ. be able to keep breathing, doing holding the high note on, like, he loves only gold. To be fair, um, he does love gold. You yeah, get everything does. you need to know about Auric Goldfinger's character just <laughs> presented right to you. It's very helpful. I'm yeah, looking forward I, to meeting him because he's. I think he's a really good character. Or yeah. Auric Goldfinger, he, so he, he really gets kind of dumped in Bond's lap. Bond is on vacation in Miami, and his his friend Felix Leiser, who is now played by a different actor because much the old older. one wanted too much money, uh, it, it just sort of dumps this 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 job on him. It's like, hey, M phoned me. You got to spy on this dude, Auric Goldfinger. And this is this is how Goldfinger is introduced. Auric Goldfinger. Sounds like a French nail varnish. He's British, but he doesn't sound like it. Big operator, worldwide interests, all apparently quite reputable. So he's like he's just like a <laughs> a slightly ridiculously named wealthy man. But the thing is we he's see He's like him. somebody that you'd cover on Trash Future, really. Yeah. He really but we is. see him straight after this and I don't know how I can describe the fits it's so good. that Goldfinger goes oh, through. We're going to have to just describe like, them every time because he's I, I, wearing I guess, nothing but class, like top the, to bottom. The, the, closest, the closest thing I can say is that this is the most podcaster-looking man in the <laughs> James Bond canon. This, the he fit. arrives in a gold lame <laughs> dressing gown, um, looking extremely ruddy. 
And this might yeah, be because I mean, we are we are by what we king. are by the pool, which is mm. by and it's, and Goldfinger. He's not dressed in a Chairman Mao suit. He's dressed to go to the pool, which he is. I really appreciate that Goldfinger. Like he's a very hands-on villain, and we establish that he is cheating at cards. He's playing against somebody and cheating at cards. And I appreciate a villain who is dedicated to that kind of casual, petty villainy. Yeah, just like petty shit. Like everything yeah. he does is a little bit villainous. It's, it's he's mm-hmm. a lovely character, and I'm going to spend a lot of mm. this talking about how how much I enjoyed him and him and he's his really uh, his he's guy. really affable is the yeah. thing. And he, he he like the thing that we we first know about Goldfinger is that he's a cheat. Right, he's he's playing gin rummy. Which fuck off? Is that a real game? I don't think it is. More real than um, Schmandefer, which is what yeah. is what Bond's game of choice is. He has is. the sense enough to cheat rather than just like throwing his money away. Mm. But the way in which he's cheating is he has a fake hearing aid, and he has a girl in a bikini in one of the balconies of the hotel with a pair of binoculars reading his opponent's cards to him, and just- Bond just deduces this immediately. Yeah, he just um, he just walks right to the door. Like he he finds a woman that he can grab, which this will be a, a running theme for this. Oh boy. I want I want to just yeah, set he, out for, just right now, like at the top of the gates. Can either of you think of a single woman that Bond shares screen time with that he does not in some way manhandle? Because there's only one. Um is money penny in this one? Money is, yep. She is. They have a little bit of the, the, the usual banter. I don't think he manhandles her. I, I will I will draw the correct one up when, when we get to it because okay. it plays into something mm-hmm. else about the character of Bond. But he passes a woman and he just like, Oh, it's the old woman the with the machine gun. Ooh, oh, he yeah. doesn't share a screen of her actually at any point. It's always cut back and forth. Mm-hmm. But that's only a technicality. You got one. Okay, <laughs> Okay, yeah, so B- Bond it. manhandles a maid. He just he just finds a maid, grabs the key off of her belt, and like lets himself into Goldfinger's room, mm-hmm. uh, and sure. and then just sort of manhandles her back into place. And then upon doing this sort of this breaking and entering, he finds this this girl in the bikini, um, reading out the, the the cards. So what what he does then is he just kind of like. Switches off the, the the transmitter and then like pins her down in a really uncomfortable sort of way. Yeah, he is he is a stranger standing between her and the only means of exit off this balcony. Yeah, that is but she's into it because it's it's you know it's Bond, right? Mm-hmm. Just, every woman is insanely horny for him all the time, it, with one notable exception, which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Jill Masterson is what is what she tells him uh, her name is. And they they kind of like Bond sabotages Goldfinger's cheating, and she quite enjoys this. But there's also a fucking gross, weird moment where Bond basically asks her, "Hey, are you like fucking this this sort of grotesque podcaster-looking dude? Mm-hmm. Because if you are, it would seriously lower my opinion of you." As a guy who's just broken into your room, as someone who you have just met who is currently pinning you down, as just yeah, as I'm pinning you to a recliner, like, spoiled goods. Yeah, here's 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 the here's the dialogue. He pays me. Is that all he pays you for? And for being seen with him. Just seen. Just seen. I'm so glad. 
Virtue intact. Yeah. Virtue intact, and so he doesn't have to feel bad about having sex with her, which he immediately does. And I'm guessing we've got a new record on the pussy clock. Yeah, well, let me tell you, I started a stopwatch as soon as Jill Masterson appears on screen, because this this is something that we do here. We we measure how long it takes for any woman character who appears on screen to have sex with Bond, because it's a good way of measuring the opinion of women of A, the character, mm-hmm. and B, the writers. And Jill Masterson... The previous time to beat was five minutes and 40 seconds. Oh, like... N- Easily halves that. Jill Masterson, two minutes and thirty-three Ooh. seconds, and then about two that again. Two minutes and thirty-three seconds. I reckon that's going to stand for a while. It's, we are, it's we a- are all collectively the guy from Spectre Island reading Red Grant his time and being like, hmm, two minute, two minutes thirty seconds, impressive. Not bad, Jill. <gasps> Pulling a rubber face mask off someone. Oh, and I, I, <laughs> we talked a little bit about fits earlier, but I can't let this go without mentioning that Bond's fit in this is legitimately very good. It's like a it's like a towel material romper in like sky blue. And <laughs> yeah, I think he's wearing it like does a, kinda a, go. <laughs> a baby blue sort of shortcut dressing gown with a belt. It's yeah, very is, James Bond is well. dressed as my Normal. dad. <laughs> he is dressed as my actual father, just <laughs> just chilling. Yeah. So he 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 and Jill fuck. Um, and then, while he's being a cunt, once again, like, the champagne gets warm, and while he burbles into the other room, being like, Don Perignon, temperature is 38 degrees, he fucking gets clocked over the back of the head. He is uh, murked by the fat controller from Thomas the Tank Engine. The the shadow is there, and it's perfectly... (laughs) a, A large, wide man in a hat perfectly judo chops him in the back of the neck, because knocking him unconscious. he's in Goldfinger's room. Like, he's spending yeah, the night yeah. in a guy who he's just seriously pissed off's room, and is like, this won't yep. ever come back Fucking on me. His I don't know why Goldfinger isn't straight up to the room to, sh- to yell at him. Yeah. But no, the, shadow, he's, he's, the shadow belongs to Oddjob, who is played by a very lovely man named Harold Sakata. This was his first acting job. He's an uh, American-Hawaiian of, uh, of Japanese descent, um, mm. originally a gold, uh, sorry, silver medal winning Olympic weightlifter, then pro wrestler. And in this scene, he really did just hit Sean Connery that hard. Like he, <laughs> he didn't pull the punch. He just yes. fucking smacked him. We're and Connery yes. said for decades time. afterwards, he was like, I'm still injured from that. He, ju- <laughs> he literally just fucking smacked him. I, 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 have, I, have more, so I have more we're stories about Harold Zakata that we'll get to because he is every time he's on screen, like he he's just so cool. He's Pretty so much he's everything fun. he does in this film, he just really did it. We, we we'd like to sort of award, and I, I don't want to spoil this too early, but I I think we can say that we're gonna award Harold Zakata this movie's fucking Kronstein Rosette or whatever Correct. for yeah, friend of the show, Harold Zakata. Yeah, Harold yeah, you're for, welcome for on being anytime. The best character and actor in this movie. Absolutely. Um yeah, so so Bond wakes up from having been fully like chopped in the back of the neck by a professional wrestler mm-hmm. to find uh, <laughs> to find Jill Masterson on the bed and fully covered in gold paint. This is dead. Check one for women that have died as a direct result of Bond's actions. 
Yeah, because he tries to cuck an extremely angry and powerful man for no real reason other than that, like, there was a woman there when he decided mm. to break in. Um, yep. And Sean and, Connery's uh, reaction to this is, is, I think it's genuinely quite well acted. Like, Bond is disturbed by this and he, he is angry at Goldfinger because he has failed. Bond has failed for the first time and a woman is dead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Goldfinger is, you know, therefore very ruthless, very cruel. It's also quite frightening. The way in which she's died, by the way, is skin suffocation, supposedly. No. Yeah. I, I was interested in this, but because as, as a science teacher, I've talked a little bit, I've taught kids about skin before, and the top four millimeters of skin gets its oxygen from the air, not from inhalation. So I thought that there might be a grain of truth to that. So I, I looked it up. I found a, public, a publication in a dermatology journal by a, a Miss Helena Jenkinson that confirms this uh, is not real. Sorry. <laughs> I thought there <laughs> might be something to it, but it's, it's not quite. Do you want to know something? As much as like it's become received wisdom that like you can kill someone by painting all of their skin and they they can't breathe through their skin. Mm -hmm. They believed this when they were filming this. They had oh. a doctor on set. Shirley Eason had had like five minutes to do this in. And then immediately afterwards was, and I'm I'm reading here, scrubbed down by the wardrobe mistress and the makeup girl, which sounds quite fun, and then thrown into a Turkish bath. Damn, need to me like some of that. Steam all of this gold off. So they they were seriously concerned <laughs> that this thing that this thing that they made up was gonna actually kill the actress in this fictional uh this fictional property that they were making. Um, and that's just so, a, yeah, but, just a, a testament to how scientific knowledge evolves over time. <laughs> and now we know that that is fully bunk, and it's funny to look at. But I guess then they were genuinely very, very concerned and scared about it. So yeah, it does look Fun. very cool, though. It does look good. It does. Um, she's just like draped over the bed, fully like gold plated. Uh, which is very funny because are we meant to imagine that Oddjob has done this? Like, who has actually <laughs> gone on the down sheets. and he's like? He's very careful. Whoever did yeah, it. Yeah, he's and like, if you've ever done eye makeup in your life, you'll know how difficult it is to get like into the waterline and stuff. He's done that with like gold. Mm. It's very impressive. Yeah, um, I want to see an Oddjob makeup tutorial. Yeah, Kunja's a lovely mental image of Oddjob just with a big paintbrush. Sort of having a good time of it. Right. This odd job just air airbrushing this woman. <laughs> doing fucking Bob Ross shit. <laughs> You're doing a wet on wet. For him. Yeah, if time. you are currently painting a woman while you're listening to this, do right please in. remember to leave a, a a a patch of bare skin at the base of the spine for like allegedly to let the skin breathe. Yeah, which which is uh, we bring us now to the scene where Bond gets completely chewed out by M for fucking yeah. up, for fucking up, and for getting emotional about it, for getting sentimental. This isn't a personal vendetta, 007. It's an assignment like any other. But if you can't treat it as such, coldly and objectively, the 008 can replace you. And I mean, this is interesting to me, right? Because we're what three movies in. And we've already set up the one big plotline that they're going to keep coming back to for the other 21 of these, 
which is like one of the levers you can pull as Bond as a character is, oh, he gets too personally invested, right? Mm-hmm. And you'd think, oh, this is this is going to be interesting, right? He has some some personal stakes. He has some sort of emotional attachment here. Um, but he he's told not to do that, so he just doesn't. <laughs> just yeah, nothing. and just even nothing. if he does, like, even okay. if he had, it would have no impact on the plot because Bond mm-hmm. has no impact on the plot at all for this entire Bond film. Bond is very much just like there. Yeah, yeah. The this thing. film happens around Bond. Yeah, he is, mm-hmm. he is decanted out of M's office, past Money Penny, to whom he is like, yeah, no gold, like a wedding ring, because I should marry you. But not really though, because you're attractive, but not. You don't want that venereal attractive. diseases. Yeah, and is is then is then decanted into a briefing by um a, 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 an extremely plummy man from the Bank of England who explains the concept of arbitrage to him like it's a trash future segment. Um, it's just like Bond. Yeah. Have you heard of gold bullion? Did you know that you can transport it and then you can buy and sell it for different values at different places? Yeah, there, there was Milo in this scene doing the jerk van der Klerk impression. It was, it was a very just <laughs> a perfectly TF scene. <laughs> Guys, like in- now, if we could get back on track, I'm talking about the gold here. <laughs> yeah, and it's it, it's very funny, right? Because this is still we're still in the world of the gold standard, right? Mm-hmm. The Bank of England man says quite flatly, "Yes, this is this is what gives the dollar and the pound their value." Uh, it, mm. it actually isn't the pound was silver, but whatever. Um, and yeah, so instead of this being something that, like, if you manipulate, you're a successful currency trader and like the British government will bend over backwards for you. This is a like threat to the state. And so mm-hmm. Bond is is sent after Goldfinger to find out how he is smuggling gold in order to sell it profitably. And once again, big government overreach is stifling entrepreneurship. Bond is violating the non-aggression principle. Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, the Bank of England guy openly says, like, we would love to seize Goldfinger's gold, but you need to prove that he's doing criminal stuff first. Yeah, so he, it's basically he, he, just like rich guys getting... The stakes for this are very low, really. Well, and until later. He, he also says this. Consequently, we are vitally concerned with unauthorized leakages. Now, he's talking about gold, <laughs> gold. but I am going to keep using that drop for the rest of the podcast in it's, whatever movie we're talking about. There's even a point to, to illustrate <laughs> that a little bit further, Abby. There's even a point where the guy, the Bank of England guy, goes to say that Goldfinger is doing this stuff illegally and then catches himself. Because Bond's like, mm. well, how's he melting down this gold? And 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 uh, the Bank of England guy goes, well, he's posing as, and he stops himself and goes, well, that's not fair. He he is above board. He does have the licenses to operate like a jewellery thing. So <laughs> I guess he's using that. <laughs> yeah. But I would like you to find out that he's doing crime. I guess crime he's so actually doing it. some legitimate business. <laughs> Yeah, like, exactly. Unfortunately, he's doing this above board, and we're mad as hell. You need to go and find out some crimes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, also, they, they're basically just bring. trying to rob Goldfinger. Something else I want to bring, completely unbidden, while while I was watching this film with uh, with my girlfriend Eliane, she said, "Unbidden, halfway through the scene, all British people look like birds." Just under her breath, and I'm, hmm. I, 
Hmm. I don't disagree. If you look at this scene, like everyone involved in it sort of has that kind of hawkish, almost <laughs> vulture-like quality Wait, to them. It's, yeah, Bur- it's Bernard Lee, Sean Connery, and like one extremely posh man. They're all crammed into tuxedos. You could, you could see that. Um, also, in, in a classic Bank of England move, the Bank of England guy just fucking dumps an ingot of Nazi gold onto the table. And it's like, and yeah, it's just like, yeah, I had this lying around. <laughs> Yeah. Like this don't back, ask, don't ask why we have we have an where, where the good guys, of, by the way. of Nazi gold complete with the fucking Reichsadler uh, <laughs> like stamped into it. He's like, um, yeah, you can yeah, have this. Use, we would like it back, though. Use this to bait Goldfinger. It's worth five thousand pounds, which is oh, wow. you know millions now. I think. Mm. Um, and the way in which Bond like sets up this trap with this Nazi gold is to go golfing with <laughs> Goldfinger. Uh, but first, first he goes to uh, Q Branch and gets the Aston Martin DB5. With oh, all that's the right. We need to Fuck, discuss yeah, Q Branch because that comes yeah, back. We set up like this, this. This says a lot about the lighter tone of this movie. Mm. Is that we have the Q Branch visual gags. And these yeah. were always my favorite part of a Bond mm. movie when I was a kid. Of Bond goes into Q Branch to get his shit. And what, like, in on the way there, he will walk past some zany antics. In this case, it's like a guy puts some, uh, puts a coin into a parking meter and it sets off a smoke bomb. There's a guy wearing, like, th- also, the fact that they're all wearing the sort of 70s shop coats to do this is very mm-hmm. funny. It's good. It's funny. Yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a guy, like, shrugging off, um, like, submachine gun fire because he's wearing armor underneath his shop coat. Um, and, and we meet Q again, and this time Q's a bit more developed than just, like, here is, here is your case to murder Red Grant with. Yeah. Desmond Llewellyn, the, the actor, had been instructed to try to inject a little bit of humor into the character now so we've Which sort does of fantastic yeah he's yeah, actually yeah. making jokes he's like ripping on bond it's it's really good yeah it's a and good so movie he, damn it yeah it, it's a good fuck, movie fuck, i it's hate a good that movie. it's a good movie we, <laughs> we, we, we gotta we gotta fucking yeah so he 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 introduces bond to his aston martin which mm. has Sort of, it has Ooh. tricks. It has toys. It has wing-mounted machine guns. It ha- it, you can oil press slick, a button, smoke. and it can do an oil slick. It can do smoke screens. Some it can, wacky like, races shit. Yeah, tear the tires out of a car next to it. All the uh, while, and Bond most is acting all, insanely bored while he's, he's being so shown fucking this. bored. He's so done with it. It's like, this. oh, you're gonna give me an Aston Martin DB5 with an oil slick in it? It's boring. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I hate having a sexy gadget car. I'm James he Bond. Also, it, once again, the Bond the Bond franchise deploys foreshadowing uh, in the form of, "Hey, this car's got an ejector seat in it." Pay attention, what? 007. If you press this button, you will advance the plot later on. <laughs> it's, it's the classic why, why? sentence. He's like, "Here is the red button. Do not press the red button." And it's ejector seat. You're joking. I never joke about my work, 007. And yeah, no, that's exactly it. You, you <laughs> flip the top off of the gear shift, and you press the thing, and it ejects the passenger. Just the passenger. Just the passenger. <laughs> Just the passenger. Write this Not down. the driver. Double <laughs> <laughs> well, we envision you bell. getting into a highly scripted situation. Later. 
we should have just like a large gong that we play when the foreshadowing plays <laughs> off or something. <laughs> My brother had is. a little model of the of the of the uh, DB5 from Goldfinger when we were kids, and you could press a little button on the side, and the little man inside he would be ejected out the top. It was very yeah. cute. Rocks. That's cool as hell. This is actually the first Bond movie that had a lot, like the the toy licensing for it. Like Corgi mm. made the DB5 model for yeah. it. Yeah. Well, it is kind of more kid. Well, it's supposed mm. to be child friendly, but uh, mm. well, it's we'll get more, to that by their standards, I, I, I suppose. I guess let let's say it's more whimsical. It's a lot more yeah. fun. We have, yeah. We have to get back to uh, interminable golfing scene. Yes, no yes. one will be seated during the exciting James Bond plays golf <laughs> sequence. We aren't going to skip through this either. Let's take some fucking time, really discuss this. Yeah, let's, let's really arrives. get into... He's fitted as hell yet again. Yeah, he's wearing like a sort of gold tweed ensemble mm -hmm. with a, like a gold Tyrolean hat and a gold waistcoat. He's literally it wearing rules. gold in every single scene that he's in. Just yeah, that out of the way to start. In Except for exactly what his one time. Is. But in that scene, he has a golden gun, so it all counts. It all. Yeah, all in, works in, out. in case you forget what Goldfinger's deal is, everything around him is gold. Shirley Bassett uh, would say he loves gold. He loves gold, as the lady said as she took her bra off. Mm hmm. His car is gold. He has this beautiful gold Rolls Royce. Mm. Odd job gold. is not gold, but odd job is there too. And odd job is caddying for him. Odd job. Odd job's great, man. Uh, so Goldfinger fucking cheats at golf because that's the other thing. There are two things about Goldfinger. Thing one, he cheats at everything. Thing two, gold. Um, mm -hmm. And he has to do both at the same time here. He lies about where his golf ball is, and then Bond tricks him. I already lost interest. Bond also just, cheats yeah. at golf to make... Yeah, Bond out-cheats him. They make a wager with this like Nazi gold bullion. Because uh, Bond says, hey, like I've I've got a whole bunch of gold. That's isn't that your don't, thing? Don't ask from why. Uh, uh, or from but where. hey, like let's pl let's let's play golf for this bar of gold. Mm. Uh, and Goldfinger cheats, and Bond cheats, and Bond wins. Um, and, and caddying for Bond this whole time is charming Welsh working class man who is there to go. Ah, you got him, boss. Great stuff. Mm. Like four <laughs> or five times during the scene. It's great. It's fun. <laughs> But it is awesome. Yeah. Uh, and at the end of this, like Goldfinger, he could have just taken the L and gone, oh, well, you know, whatever, I lost. But instead, he basically just like admits to being a criminal. He's just like, yeah, look, I, I know exactly who you are. You've tried to involve yourself in my affairs twice now, unsuccessfully. And uh, he's like, look, just fuck off. Fuck off. Once Stop. again. I'm, like I'm doing crimes. Fuck off. Bond, Bond gets made instantly. Uh, as, as we find out in From Russia With Love, Everybody knows who James Bond is. Everybody knows what he looks like. And despite yeah, the fact that Oddjob M has knocked out Bond previously in yeah, this movie, and, so the second he comes out of a door, and, and despite the like, fact oh, that yeah. M has said That's to him. his face, not not even half an hour before, hey, I can just get 008 to do this. You're not my only guy who does this shit, you know? Mm -hmm. It seems just like imagining he is. 008 or always being like, why have you sent him out again? <laughs> why have you sent him out again? He's shit. Yeah, and so it, he is immediately identified for uh, for who and what he is by Goldfinger and Oddjob. And Goldfinger it demonstrates as a feat of strength, he has Oddjob throw his hat at one of the statues. And the hat being steel-rimmed, this bowler hat just fully decapitates uh, a, a statue. It this rules. was real. 
Harold Sakata, really? he yeah, he really had a steel-brimmed hat, and he practiced for five months. The, the, <laughs> the statue isn't made of stone, it's made of plaster, but he really did just practice until he could knock the head off the statue with a steel-brimmed hat. Harold Sakata doesn't understand what acting is, but also that just makes no. him so much better as a character. <laughs> makes Everything him so he much does more powerful. He's <laughs> absolute, like, 100% method commitment. And this, this is, like, odd job. Every time odd job's on screen, we're all going to go, fucking odd job was great, wasn't he? And he, he's fucking a classic yeah. villain great. for a reason, is because he's compelling, yeah. he's fun. He doesn't say a word ever. He's Korean, which no, is... No, he's mute. He crushes the golf ball in his hand. Bond tries mm-hmm. to be suave and like give him the golf ball back. And it's like, oh, you drop this, and he just like destroys it. Mm-hmm. And Bond follows them in this Rolls Royce to Switzerland, um, where we get like sort of a chase scene, almost <laughs> because yeah. Bond legitimately shows restraint in this scene, which is something we yeah. should maybe put a flag in because that's phenomenal for the character of Bond. <laughs> Un- unbelievable. First and only we, time. We will never see this again. Mm-hmm. Bond Bond is trying to like trail them unobtrusively at a distance in his one of a kind bright silver sports car mm. when uh, a convertible Mustang driven by a sexy lady overtakes him and like hooting and hollering the whole way um, and tries to chase down uh, and murder Goldfinger. Um, she she takes a shot at him with a sniper rifle, which in fact is Bond sniper rifle from from Russia with love. Yeah. Uh, trivia yeah. fan, and it hits near Bond, so Bond assumes that she's trying to kill him and in the employ of Goldfinger. But mm-hmm. it's later revealed that no, she's just a bad shot was trying to kill Goldfinger. It would have been very funny if she'd hit Bond by accident and just ended up. <laughs> um, no, but Nothing the reason- else would have been different. <laughs> it's just exactly, like yeah, Bond has been oh. long for the ride for all of this. <laughs> Actually, no, she may have later succeeded in killing him. Um, but uh, no, the reason Bond shows restraint is because he senses pussy, which is the other thing he is drawn mm. to. So he, he, like, he chases oh, her woman. instead and sabotages her car for no reason. Yeah, just yeah he just destroys both of the wheels on one side of her car and then acts like, huh, what a weird, rare tire defect. Do you want to get into my car? A thing that was last practiced by Ted Bundy. Um, <laughs> oh God, you're right. And, and Tilly is not having it, fucking any of it. Tilly. No, he, he tries to turn on the charm and he's like, well, I say, and she's just like, no, fuck off. I have he's a like, gun. I've seen the other two movies. Fuck you. She's yeah. like, yeah, can you take me to a garage now? And he's like, uh, you know, my name's uh, Bond. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now so if you would like Slams door. Yeah, fuck off. Oh, so good. She leans so out of the good. screen and is like, Dev, Dev, you're not going to need that watch, mate. <laughs> like, Fucking stop that stopwatch right now, pal. It's not happening. Like, all right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Which is cool. I respect the hell out of yeah. that. Yeah. Um, Great. So, so Bo- Bond follows the, the, the golden Rolls Royce after this little interlude to Auric Enterprises AC which is a, a, a factory, a, a very nice sort of brutalist factory set into like Swiss meadows. Um, mm. And he's like, yeah, this is, this is going to be some evil, some mastermind shit. Exactly. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into my well, sneaking he, he's clothes. Tipped off, he's tipped off by the fact that everyone working there is Chinese. So he's yes. like, ah, well, yeah, so that, that must be a villain. Is something I, I, the fuck else. I'm right? gonna, I'm gonna talk about this, right? Go like, off if, queen. If, if we're talking about this now, Go the, off like, queen. the the only real like 
power that Goldfinger has is like employs Asian people. Something right? which only he can do. <laughs> I, was, I was just like, this is just another instance, just like Dr. No, of a bad guy who is not nominally connected to the East. Well, he is a little, we'll get into that later. Well, later but on, like, he is revealed somehow, to be working for them. his entire array of henchmen are just Asian for some fucking reason. Yeah, like, I, Goldfinger I, I is stuffed. Dutch. How did they fucking manage to be a racist villain? I, I just staffed my factory in the Swiss Alps entirely with, I think, Korean guys. No, they're but speaking they're all Cantonese. wearing like. Ah, okay. And they're all wearing like Chongsan too, which is yeah. n- not I, I, <laughs> they're ideal. They're dressed for... up Asian as well, like in the massive. Yeah, they're dressed Asian. <laughs> He's like, we only employ Asian guys. When they evacuated Dr. No's uh, irradiated room, they, they needed somewhere to go. <laughs> oh, Are you suggesting like that it's, it's the same henchman every I am. time? I am. <laughs> Just squeezed into a slightly different preposterous henchman uniform. Just the every same movie. guys being like, fuck, how does this keep happening? <laughs> fuck. Is that James Bond again? It's not fucking out. Why don't we ever get fucking 008? And then there's, there's the new guy who's like, this is really bad. And they're like, you should have seen the last one. We had to work <sighs> in that room with the radiation. Fucking hell. You think a smelting factory's bad? Yeah, it's just gold in here. We're fine. Gold is a fucking radioactive. Yeah. We're all good. To be honest, I, I'm glad nobody's firing live rounds at us on Spectre Island anymore. That was, that was a real bad <laughs> shit. You know? I love the idea that it's the same henchman every time. Yeah, like, this no. time we'll get him, boys. <laughs> they're all like, they're all fucking like quitting at the end of this movie and are like, well, I've heard of this business opportunity from a guy called Emilio Largo. I think he could be cool. Let's try that out. Yeah, I've always wanted to work on a yacht. I mean, <laughs> they actually, they actually get their job uh, from an app. <laughs> they, they get their jobs from an app. It's called like Hench, and you're an independent contractor. Hench, but no E, it's just H M C H. Yeah, H-N-C-H-M-N and it's just like yeah fuck I got my I replaced yeah. my entire unionized Asian workforce with just guys guys <laughs> from hench oh, and the thing is they don't count as employees either so it's like it's great for the bottom line yeah they're private yeah. contractors yeah <laughs> oh my god so Bond, Bond Bond changes into his sneaking outfit which is just like a black turtleneck Absolutely. and he, he pokes around right and what he discovers is that these hench guys are operating a, a, a gold smelter and what they're doing is a Goldfinger has quite an ingenious plan if you don't think about it for too long where the panels the gold panels of his Rolls Royce are like actual gold and every time he drives it from one place to another they just melt it down and they recast it and that way he can like arbitrate this gold a thing you can now do from a Bloomberg terminal uh, without like the government stopping you even though he's doing this more or less legally and the best that he even like says outright that that's like about two tons of gold I think he says like two thousand pounds and he specifically mm-hmm. is using like the weight pounds. And it's like, do you not think people might notice when your car weighs two fucking tons <laughs> of additional weight that they might be like, hang on, I don't think this is a regulation Rolls Royce. <laughs> oh, there's also as a separate kind of Asian stereotype here because mm. 
There's a guy called Dr. Ling wearing a Mao suit. That's right. Uh, and he's and he's here from the People's Republic of China uh, to talk to Goldfinger about something called Operation Grand Slam. And this is Let's the last go. and only time Bond will ever do some espionage in this movie, as he just overhears the words By luck. Operation Grand Slam. Yeah, Goldfinger's and planning like, on taking his entire base of henchmen out to Denny's for lunch. She's <laughs> like, better, better, better remember the words Operation Grand Slam. Um, but then Tilly Masterson, who turns out to be the sister of Skin Suffocated Woman, tries to take a, a, a shot at Goldfinger with a sniper rifle. Bond stops her. This sets off the alarm. Mm-hmm. It, the alarm is set off because because of Bond. Yeah, he knocks her rifle barrel into a tripwire, which instantly sets off a, a, a like directional alarm, mm-hmm. uh, which rules. Yeah, all the hench guys are like, "Oh shit, oh, here fuck, we go we again." Have to do something. It's fucking James Bond again, lads. This this is this is a part of the movie I liked. Right, is yeah. if from Russia with Love invented the fight scene, this is where they invent the car chase scene. Mm. Right, Absolutely. like. D- even down to what what I like to think of as the henchman car, right? Which is inevitably a black, usually Mercedes saloon with the like yellow headlights for some reason, and like that will then get piled full of henchmen who will drive after Bond, leaning out of the window, shooting at him. It rules. This is the first movie where they do that, and it's shot. Very well, like you get a mm. sense of speed and stuff, and Bond gets to use hmm. an additional caveat to the classic henchman car chase is that the car full of henchmen must explode at just yes. the lightest <laughs> fucking environmental yes, because touch. that's what happens, right? <laughs> Bond Bond gets to use the the gadgets, right? He gets to use the oil slick. He gets to use the smoke screen. When he uses the oil slick, one of these hench cars goes over a cliff that was not there in any establishing shot, and the second it leaves the road, still upright, fully intact, (laughs) and driving. Not even touching the ground. It's just, it fucking, it crests the hill, it enters midair, and then explodes. Does, yeah, because a guy was just impact. like working on his like tannerite hobby in the back seat <laughs> or so something. But the thing is, when you get your henchman gigs on hench, you're only actually paid and insured during the time that you're chasing James Bond. So the <laughs> moment they left the road, they lost all their insurance. Yeah, which is which is great for Goldfinger because it oh, really yeah. cuts yeah. out the bottom line. Mm-hmm. So Bond Bond gets captured. In the course of him getting captured, Tilly gets murked. She gets killed with a hat. Yeah, odd job. Um, odd jobs, And that's and and, and Bond is like uh, that is uh, the second. he really killed a woman as well. He they, she, she really died. I'm, yeah, I'm, Harold Sakata legitimately murdered a woman. Um, <laughs> yeah, Harold Sakata literal, the literal of murderer. <laughs> cool guy, trained for five months to decapitate the, this woman. The second tick of a woman that has died in this movie as a. Direct consequence. Direct consequence. Bond's action, mm-hmm. and it was the and sister again, feels, of the last woman. He feels woman. bad, so he's just wiped he out that bad family for line. a minute, and and then just does not yeah. feel bad anymore. And we get to the classic scene, you know, the scene, the scene where Bond wakes up and he's strapped Wrong. to a table. That's not quite there yet. Sorry, there's there's a bit Is more car because oh, they fuck. they go Is to there? take him back, but instead of like 
having oh, someone right. drive Shit. on Yeah, they there. capture him. A henchman yeah. gets into the passenger seat of Bond's <laughs> car. <laughs> and, they, and they drive back. They go through like a checkpoint manned by an elderly Swiss woman. Just a lovely looking lass. Yep. They let him through and then Bond mm -hmm. executes like gong here. Here's the foreshadowing. He presses the button. The henchman shoots <laughs> out of his car. And like the shot is is fucking hilarious because Fully it's just a, three like, feet a, in the air. It's just yeah. a dummy yeah. who just goes <laughs> out of his sight. A dummy being launched three feet out of the roof of a car. Yeah, and 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 Bond. And then this did, like uh, does not avail him at all. Yeah, he he tries to no drive out. Oh, he gets, he gets he turns again. around to attempt to leave via the same way he came in. The old lady at the checkpoint. And she fucking pulls out like a fucking submachine gun and just lays into him. So he turns around again yeah, and once he again. and then eventually crashes into a wall. He gets he gets wildly coyoted, right? Because he crashes into a wall because of a mirror mm -hmm. that I guess it's implied that odd job has put up. It's that like so he sees his own headlights in the mirror. Swerves to avoid them and crashes into a wall, knocking I himself. I prefer the idea that James Bond is just like a dog with paint on its forehead and doesn't understand that he's looking at his own reflection. <laughs> yeah, he's so unused to reflecting on his own actions that he literally can't yeah. tell his own reflection. He thinks that's someone else. And what's what's lovely is oh, he's he's in the rubble now. Odd job pulls up, gets out of a car, walks up, looks directly at himself in the mirror, just just smiles for a little bit. And then cracks on with what he was doing. Nobody does the smile like Odd Job. Odd Job looks so. Hans Carter shocked. really smiled. He practiced for five months to smile. <laughs> just about <laughs> figured it out. Odd Job just looks so chuffed every time he's on screen, and there's no other word you can yeah, use to describe it. He loves his job. He like, loves he's not doing it. Pleased. He's not like. He's just chuffed. He's just yeah, having he's a great just time like, of it. He's having a nice time. He's enjoying himself. Yeah. Now we, now we Bond. get to the scene. Now, we get to the fucking queen. scene. Mm -hmm. The fucking, you know what it is. Do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. Fucking get his ass, Oryx. It rules. He's wearing a gold tuxedo he at is. this point. He has Bond tied to a, 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 like a sheet of metal, and he tries to like use a laser to zoop up and bisect Bond via the dick first. Absolutely. Um, He's going to give Bond free laser hair removal, which is generous because <laughs> it's very expensive, but it's also very painful. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't give him the goggles, though, so it's really it's negligent. Mm. Um, and Bond, Bond pulls his only card in this situation, which is, I have heard some three words earlier by accident. Operation Grand Slam. And I know you've just said that you want to murder me, and you're like the point of this exercise is that you murder me, and I, I'm not alive anymore. But have you considered Operation Grand Slam? It's like he uses it like a safe word, and, right? And because the second he says it, Goldfinger's like, "Well, hold on here, okay." He's like, "Wait, you you know that we're going to Denny's later? What?" Gold, Goldfinger's like. <laughs> He takes his time, he chats to the scientist for a second, then he turns around and he's like, look, those are just three words. You could have overheard those. They can't possibly mean anything to you or anyone from your organization. And Bond goes, well, ca can you take that chance? Being like, please oh, no, do not yeah, take probably. that chance. <laughs> 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 Again, thinks for a bit and goes, 
Yeah, all right, all right. Maybe Why you don't are you just ask alive? him to explain what Operation Grand Slam is? Oh if my you... god, you're so right! <laughs> You just need to be like, yeah, what is that? If you want to check oh, whether he knows what it is, on, why don't you out. just ask him? What is Operation yeah, Grand Slam, Explain King? Operation Grand Slam to go me, on, motherfucker. Speak on it, motherfucker. See what you got. You're going to go to Denny's? Uh, and he's like, uh, this is wrong. <laughs> yeah, no. So he's like, all right, fine, you can live. And then Shit, like, Alice, guy... you're so right, you've ruined that scene for me. <laughs> a guy walks up to Bond. He's Bond's already like... committed to murdering him, right? Like, that's what the point of that I expect you to die thing delivered mm. with this amazing sort of affable nature is. Yeah. And he just fucking forgets it. He literally, on his way out, he's just like, look, the nature of our last two meetings is now clear to me. I do not expect to be troubled by a third. Good day, Mr. Bond. And he leaves and like, Bond's like, uh, uh do you want me to talk? Mm. He's like, nah, bud. There's nothing you could fucking say that I don't know. No, this, this is a King. murder. I'm sorry. Did you mistake the nature of this <laughs> no, no, interaction no. that this we're is having? Not an because it's me murdering you. <laughs> You're dying today. <laughs> but he doesn't. He gets knocked out. And if he had just followed through with that, then he would have, like, I guess actually all the same stuff would have happened. Yeah, yeah all the same shit. <laughs> Because again, Bond is just not. It would have been the end a of the negligible impact on the, on this movie. He's just watching yeah. other people do the plot. Yeah, he does Rufy Bond though. A guy, a guy just shoots him with a tranquilizer pistol, uh, which is very funny. And Bond wakes up on a plane to meet on a Blackman. Uh, and I mean, my name is Pussy Galore. I must be dreaming. And I'll point out the original, yeah, I was the original shooting script of that line was she says, I'm Pussy Galore, and he says, I know you are, but what's your name? And that was too Ooh. suggestive, so they so cut good. that and replaced it with this. <laughs> so good. Anna Blackman fucking loved saying her character's name. Like in all of yeah, the. Yeah, Pussy Galore. All of the interviews she did to drum up like uh, hype for the movie. There's definitely a name for those. Um, She's just like, yeah, my my character, Pussy Galore. And the interviewers are like, yeah, uh-huh, yep, I know. There's there's a there's a press photo of her on one of these like uh pre-release tours in Malta where she's just in, on the beach in a bikini and she's written pussy in the sand. She's like, she fucking No one has had this. as much fun with the name Pussy Galore as on a Blackman. Oh, but wanted... when I dress up in a bikini and go to the beach and do that, suddenly it's a headline in the Times. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pussy with like a question mark, just like any, anyone? Yeah, just like this. This <laughs> says a lot about our society. Mm. And she she introduces herself as well. Again, like this is the thing, right? Everybody in this movie gets two character traits only, if they're lucky. So Goldfinger gets he likes gold and he likes cheating. Correct. Pussy galore. Gold. Pussy galore gets I'm a pilot and I'm a lesbian, and she just fully launches into both of those. Mm -hmm. Like. Bond tries to fuck her, and her exact words are, you can turn off the charm, I'm immune. I think in the books it's actually more explicit that she's a lesbian, but it's certainly very heavily implied. So it's interesting that in the time we've gone from, from Russia with Love to this, we've changed our attitudes about lesbianism quite quickly. Yeah. 
Because it's strange, in, strange in the last new phenomenon, movie. Bond. There's women having sex with other women, and it's not gross. <laughs> yeah. Know, fuck, Pay attention, 007. Now, this is a lesbian. coming out of Europe, 007. Women who want to fuck <laughs> other women. Heard about this. <laughs> I'm gonna, Q is I, like Q is like Bond. This this is a this is a standard field issue lesbian. It's like Q. I'm familiar with this device. It's uh, it's a lesbian. <laughs> it's sinister. No Bond concealed within this lesbian is actually something that turns men on. There's actually a smoke canister right. inside of this lesbian. Because, because <laughs> unlike unlike Rosa Klebb, she's attractive. She's young. She's blonde. She's got like tits contained in a bullet bra instead of a KGB uniform. And so therefore, she's an object of male attraction. And once so th- again... This is, this is now what, like, in the book, in the book Goldfinger... Bond describes this as the lesbian's challenge to men, right? That's, okay, well, that's Ooh. horrendous. It's an, it's an extra difficulty level to your seduction if a woman is a lesbian. No, it, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a very tough check to pull off, absolutely. <laughs> I would say impossible, personally, I don't know. Also, again, Bond meets a woman... Bond meets a woman in Goldfinger's employ and immediately sets about double-checking to make sure she hasn't had sex with him. He also pulls a similar line on her, and she's like, no, I'm his pilot. And he's like, ah, good, 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 good. Ah, sexy pilot. And she's Ah, like, no, I I, I fly him because I'm a lesbian. No, I'm just good Mm -hmm. at flying planes. Mm -hmm. And he's like, sexually? And she's like, no, 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 no. You're not getting this. You're not understanding. (laughs) Just normal planes. Just normal planes. (laughs) And here is where we also meet the only female character that Bond shares a screen with and doesn't sexually assault or grab or touch or even come oh, onto in any May way. Lee. It's May Lee. It's the one woman of colour that Bond is on screen not with. A, not a white woman in yellow face. She is in fact an Asian woman Asian this woman. time. An Asian woman is played by an Asian woman and as such, Bond will not try and have sex with her. Bond is not um, fucking She is interested. also dressed in a Chongsam. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. his, his henchmen are Asian and they have to be Asian in full caps because this was and produced I mean, in the listen, 60s. I, I, every, every, time, every time we get into the sort of regressive mores of this movie, I will just read a bit from the novel Goldfinger, uh, which is, it's real racist, man. Bond, <sighs> the the. the Bond describes Koreans as lower than apes. Oh no, come on, man. Dude. Ian Mm -hmm. Fleming, rest in piss. Also, Ian Fleming died just before this movie came out, and I'm going to libel his corpse multiple times Mm -hmm. during this. Piece of shit, racist, it's good he's dead. Anyway. Any like we can look, cut that if the you whole think it's be a the the whole thing of the novel Goldfinger, which is not worth your time, is this kind of like Bond idly does race science in his own head, um, like so for instance Goldfinger, there's an extended bit where he speculates as to Goldfinger's ethnicity and eventually decides that he's like Baltic, um, what does and that there's this mean? there's this <laughs> Go ahead, I don't know man, there's this passage right <laughs> Go on yeah. Everything was out of proportion. Goldfinger was short, not more than five feet tall, and on top of the thick body and blunt, 
peasant legs was set almost directly into the shoulders, a huge and it seemed almost exactly round head. It was as if Goldfinger had been put together with bits of other people's bodies. Nothing How are you being racist to, to a Dutch man? How are you managing that? This you should practically be invented racism. But he also he also named ah! the character after the architect Erno Goldfinger. I th- I, actually, I think the architect pronounced his name Goldfinger. But um, either way, well, was too modernist, Hemingway's too neighbor. Hungarian, uh, and possibly also too Jewish, free and Fleming. So he just named uh, the character after him. And the architect Erno Goldfinger sued, and. That's right. Uh, yeah, and and so Fleming Fleming ended up settling, or his publishers did, but not before he had threatened to rename the character to Gold Prick. Just just a piece of shit. What a, a nice man. man. What a, a nice man. Just a horrid fella. Um. Mm. Any, anyway, the plot. So so Bond at this point we didn't mention, but he has a tracking beacon that he can put in the in the base of his shoe, mm. and he goes to do this in the bathroom of the plane, but. There are two peepholes. Not one. He covers up the first with his coat, and then he's like, and Melee just immediately moves across to the second peephole that she has. And at that point, I was like, one more, one yeah. more, let's go. Rule of three, comedy. <laughs> there is unfortunately not a third peephole. Yeah, they don't give it to you. But I do appreciate that they took a lot of the sort of race science from the novel and replaced that with whimsy. Um, yeah, there's this kind of like fun. whimsical soundtrack as she's like peeping through on him. Um, yeah. So yeah, you know, po- point points for that, I guess. No. Um. <laughs> yeah. No. No. And then, and then they. Pull anyway, up. at this point, we arrive. We arrive oh, in yeah. Kentucky. Yeah, because uh, you thought and five fucking... American blondes in jumpsuits appear. And then I realized I was name? watching the wrong film and I tabbed back into Goldfinger. <laughs> what is the name of those five American blondes? Can someone. Yeah. I... Okay, okay, so Lesbians. We, we. It's Pussy Galore's Flying Circus, baby. Pussy Galore's Pussy... Flying Circus. There's a now, fucking banner. Once again, once again, I will refer you to the book. Do you want to know what they're called in the book? How, ma- the how many mixers. times will we have to beep this? Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Oh, you've got to be joking. <laughs> the reason I don't even the get reason, that. The reason the reason it, it's like fucking calling them the bricks. Like and, oh. and the reason why oh. Pussy Galore explains to Bond that the reason why she is a lesbian is that she was sexually assaulted as a child by her uncle, and this had put her off men. I'm pretty certain that that's oh. not how that works. Oh no. But it's what Ian Fleming wrote, and that, they, that they, just they makes the, the ch- it just makes that what happens later all the more oh, mystifying. Yeah. It only yep, gets yep. worse. I thought it was bad just watching this movie, but with this additional context, I uh, oh no, oh dear. I'm so I'm so glad I'm the only one here who's read the book because it will yeah it, it it'll it ruin a lot of things. Um, huh. Well, yeah. yeah, you thought that fucking laser room was his secret base. His secret base is a stud farm in Kentucky. And <laughs> yeah, cool, yeah. cool place. He's just riding around having fun as well. Like, and, yeah, and just to he, celebrate being in Kentucky, I'm just going to open this whiskey bottle for a second here. Hell yeah. 
Kentucky, which has a lot of palm trees in the shots for some reason. Mm. Almost as if they didn't want to move outside of Miami to film a lot of stuff. Mm. Anyway, Bond Bond gets thrown in a cell, um, which he immediately escapes from Mm -hmm. with the simple expedient of ducking under the cell window, confusing the guard, which causes him to like enter the cell, and then Bond jumps him. Mm-hmm. It's exactly as dumb as it sounds. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, Meanwhile, uh, Goldfinger dumber. is Goldfinger is giving a briefing about his plan, Operation Grand Slam. Oh, and this this would have been this would have been a perfect time to reveal that he was working for Spectre, who we've built up as the bad guys over the last two films. Uh, no. But it, he can't be working for Spectre because his plan is actually good and works. Uh, he's actually <laughs> a competent villain, and as we've seen, that's not how Spectre does things. Now, uh, so yeah. instead, it's just like the mob. Dev, who's, is, he, who's he explaining it to? Here is where we meet my favorite characters in a Bond film that I've ever seen. The the stimulus response mafia guys. <laughs> the fucking NPC Americans. <laughs> I believe I provided you with a drop for this. To explain. Oh, yeah. Come in. Hey, cover those doors. Turn those lights back on. What are you trying to pull, Goldfinger? There's no cause for alarm, gentlemen. Why are you being cooped up like this? What's that map door there? Hey, what's going on? What is it? 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 Well, we'll get into it, I suppose. But each and every one of these guys is just in a room yeah, together. Yeah, like one guy brought like, the hey, trucks, one guy brought the gas. I'm here to, I'm here to mm-hmm. do business yeah, somebody with Mr. For, Somebody from the east side did the catering. And, yeah. and Goldfinger walks and, in. And Goldfinger, yeah. Goldfinger walks in. He, he begins to explain his plan by merit of pressing a button on his pool table that turns into a little control panel. And the New York guys go, hey, Mr. Hey. Goldfinger, what's going on with that pool table? Um, and then he presses a button, the lights turn off, <laughs> and the guy's like, hey, who turned out the lights? And then a map comes up, and they're like, what's that map doing over there, Mr. Goldfinger? <laughs> it's so fucking good. Like, Every single one of them across. has the NPC face meme. <laughs> they're all just like seeing things happen and being like, hey, this is crazy, what's going on over here? Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's... it's... <laughs> I love these so, guys. Bo- Bond explained... Uh... Oh, yeah. fuck. Goldfinger explains the plan to them, and the plan is what he's is gonna knock mean? everybody in Fort Knox, the US gold bullion depository, unconscious by spraying gas over them by means of Pussy Galore's flying lesbians. Right. Delta 9 nerve um, agent. And then, yeah, Delta 9 nerve agent. And then, while they're sleeping peacefully, he's gonna ride in, truck the gold out, everybody gets paid. It's just, it's a robbery, right? Mm. Meanwhile, Gold, um, sorry, uh, Bond is overhearing this because he's snuck to underneath this building, this this room that they're explaining it in, and he's poking his head up through the model of Fort Knox that Goldfinger yeah, has the on thing the thing everyone looks very, it's very it cutie, Yeah, <laughs> it zooms in. He's got his eyes there. It's it's nice. It's fun. And he's this, writing this down like so oh, fucking geez. whimsical. Mm. Yeah, he writes down Fort Knox. Uh, 
Delta Nine, and he puts like his his tracking beacon with it, slips into his pocket, and then immediately gets discovered by Pussy Galore. Mm. Yeah, she literally pulls his feet out from under him. He's like, "Whoa, okay, you you know judo," and she's like, "Yes, because I'm a lesbian." And it's a fascinating example of like the synonyms and the like euphemisms for lesbian in 1964. She Mm. says she's the outdoor type, which I'm going to start calling myself. Mm. Um. (laughs) Yeah, so she she takes him to meet Goldfinger, and Goldfinger is just showing out one of the Mafia guys who who brought quote-unquote machine parts over with him. Um, And he's gone like, no, no, I'd actually like to just get my money now and leave, please. And and Goldfinger's like, oh, okay, Mm -hmm. no worries. You come with me. Everyone else stay in this room. We'll take you to your your murder appointment. (laughs) He literally is just like, what did you just say? A regular regular appointment. (laughs) He's like, oh, I'll, I'll, yeah, all of you wait. We're just going to go take care of Mr. Like, whatever the fuck his name is, Johnny Calzone. Yeah, I'm just going to go and and kill this guy. Yeah. Yeah, fucking Johnny Calzone is just like, I I don't want to be part of this, Mr. Goldfinger. I'd like just to get my money and leave now, please. And he's like, all right, come on then. We're going to take care of you. And on his way out, he meets Bond, who who slips that little note and his tracking beacon into the car that uh, Johnny Calzone is being taken away in. And he's being taken away. Uh, Which is pointless because we then see our job we then see our job, job kill him, and the car gets yeah. crushed. Uh, so, odd, so that never affects the plot at all. Is, yeah, the, the car chauffeur, gets crushed into a cube. He he takes him away. He shoots him twice. He puts the car into a crusher, crushes it, and then the car is put onto the back of a separate car and driven uh, back to the ranch. And just for a second, just during the scene, for a little brief moment, uh, our job is white because I guess they just didn't have Harold Sakara there. <laughs> and they just, they just put a white guy in like a top really? hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can link you the, the really? picture. But, and it, they do the same thing. I linked this earlier. They do the same thing with Puss Feller going, in the going first one. feeling like a white odd job. <laughs> That's I'm feeling like a white odd job That's right so now. Good. Um, uh, yeah, so, so Felix Leiter and you his know, other CIA actually buddy... actually practiced for five months to do that shot. Like, <laughs> to be, he practiced for so long white. to become white for that one shot. Yeah, Harold Sakata actually personally <laughs> shot a man as well. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. yeah. This, he this... crushed a guy in a car compactor. Uh, yeah, they crushed also, this guy Goldfinger in a car compactor. Also, Goldfinger uses Delta 9 to gas all the Mafia guys. Yeah, and it just kills yeah. them, which makes it pointless for him to have explained the plan. <laughs> so Why just, not just kill them straight away? Whatever. He brought all these guys in. Go on. He has an answer because he he talks to Bond, right? He explains the plan to Bond. He has Bond deduce it himself. And what Bond deduces is you're not going to take the gold because the gold weighs like fucking 12,000 tons. It'll take you weeks. What you're going to do is you're going to detonate a dirty bomb and irradiate the government's gold mm-hmm. and then they won't be able to use it and yours will be worth more. It's quite a nice scene actually because Goldfinger is and there just sort of egging him on to make the yeah, next Yeah, he's having a great connection. time. He's, he's like, proud. Oh, he's so proud fucking smart. Yeah. And there's a point. And but, it's a cool but, but like, he, he, gives, he gives you an answer, Abby, which is like, um, Bond says, I enjoyed your briefing very much. And Goldfinger says, yes, so did I. Like, he was just doing it to have fun. He was just enjoying yeah. himself. Yeah, what he a got guy. some monologue. 
He got to fucking spin a pool table upside down and then like do a bunch of shit hey, and like Mr. move Goldfinger, a bunch of you're dials. You're me over here. What's going on? <laughs> hey, yo, I'm dead it's... already. What's the deal with yeah, that? Which also and... brings pretty strongly into question: Why did they fucking put this guy in a car, take it, shoot him, crush it, and drive <laughs> you're it back? Kill him anyway. Just gas the other guys. Like it's like we're not getting rid of the body. You have. 30 more bodies. But he has and 30 it's a massive cars. inconvenience because <laughs> Goldfinger pays him in gold ingots. And now they have to get the gold out then, of the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has to fucking mechanically separate them out of this cube. And it's like, sure, Why? He's just doing Hell it yeah. for the flex. Goldfinger does like a lot of his plans simply for the vibes. And also, I want to pull a sentence That's up true. here that he asks Bond during this exchange, which made me as angry as the, the red wine and fish that Grant pulled in the last uh, episode. He's he's drinking a mint ju- mm. uh, a mint julep. One's for Bond. He says the julep tart enough for you. Which this is a fuck up <laughs> on par with the red wine, right? Mint juleps have no citrus in. It simply would not be tart, right? It, it, it's like if I handed you a fucking orange juice and was like, "Oh, is that spicy enough for you?" Like it, it, it's sim- it's a flavor profile <laughs> that Bond just would not be experiencing in that fucking moment. And it's like, what are you saying, dog? <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, but we gotta we, we gotta take a, a, a jarring shift in tone. Oh right? yeah, yeah. Because, We've been putting okay. it off, but I've had, We've been putting I've it off. To we got to we gotta get scene. to. It. Let's talk about the scene. Capital T, capital S. Oh, well, here, here's here's your content warning for uh, just flat out sexual right. assault, right? Yeah. yeah, is but Bond takes Pussy Galore into a hayloft and they do judo throws on each other while she's like, "I'm a lesbian and I'm not at all interested in having sex with you because I'm a lesbian." She explicitly um, says no twice. Yes. Yeah. And but Bond out judos her, pins her down, and well, I mean, it's heavily implied. What it's shown is like forced kissing. It's heavily implied that it's just a rape. And when we say forced, like she is like resisting him with her legs, which yeah, pries yep. apart. Like yeah, it's, it's it's fucking harrowing, legitimately. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it is traumatic. But like, of course. Uh, after like a few seconds of this, she's suddenly into it, which is a real thing that happens, I guess. I mean, I, and... I think that's like, I think that's generously yeah. reading into the scene and the performance. Like, yeah, the, the music, the soundtrack certainly implies that she's into it and it's romantic, but it it, it is mm. like a rape scene. And I think, I think a cleverer film could have done something with this. And uh. and you know, if because now two women are dead as a result of Bond, and and a third has been raped. And like at the end of the film, if the, you could have done something with this, you could have had a moment where Bond like faces himself a little bit. Um, but of course, we don't have. No, that. of course not. No, we don't have that. We have but, something but even worse, which Bond we will doesn't even really do that now in the movies where he like pretends to do that. Yeah. Um, as, as ever, for... ever since they the, ever since they invented the sidestep for that in Goldeneye, where you just tell him he's a bad guy and he shrugs it off, mm. they've been like able to sort of square that circle. But they didn't have to do that at this point because, no. uh, you know, the, the the audience watching this in 1964 doesn't see anything wrong with this, at least the male audience. Yeah, certainly because um, at that point, like, 
lesbians as they were a concept were not like accepted societally they were they were seen yeah. as something that is strictly it's, it's, for it's the male not, gaze it's it's also not only a rape it's a corrective rape and it's a it corrective is. rape that is shown to work because pussy galore stops being gay and also stops being evil the two things that yeah. are like linked together there's, there's a reveal um, later which i we suppose we can talk about now just because it's 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 prevalent yeah. to talk about. But she just she swaps sides and it's mm-hmm. it's yeah, she calls like, the CIA. Felix Leiter asks Bond, why did Pussy Galore suddenly swap sides? And Bond I don't know if you have the drop, you can cut me if you do. But, I don't but Bond but... says something like, Oh, I must have appealed to her maternal instincts. Which was <sighs> such a fucking disgusting yeah. line that even though it was like ten minutes until the end of the movie, I still paused it and just walked around my house for like four or five minutes. Because it's it's yeah. not only as you said, not only is it a rape, not only is it a corrective rape, but it is a it is a functional corrective rape. It's shown within the movie to have worked, and that is the one thing that is unforgivable mm-hmm. for this movie. For all the fucking gold fingers being quite fun, for all the fucking odd right. job being a fun character and fun to watch. This movie specifically says within the plot, within the fiction, that corrective rape works and is good and saves the day to do. And it is disgusting. And how many how many young men watch this and like on an imitative basis, right? Like, if you want a material harm here, then it's not just something that's reflecting and perpetuating a sort of grotesque attitude of its time. It's fully an endorsement of it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's very it's very sad. It's very sad. And it's it's this is gonna feel jarring for us to go back to talking about things that we laugh about, but we needed to have yeah. this section where we said just explicitly that this is horrendous and it it's is a, it's genuinely a, it's disgusting. A, it's a cognitive dissonance ass movie, right? Because right. you you just run straight into this, and then the rest of it is it's back to being camp. It's, it, fun it's again. back to being camp. It's back to being mm. larger than life. It's back yeah. to being outro. It's back to being Goldfinger just having a nice time being ridiculous and dressing like a podcaster. Um, and then just dropped in the middle of it like a lead weight. He dresses in an army uniform. So, specifically, the podcaster he dre- that he's dressing as is you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, maybe that's I why mean, you enjoy this movie so much. But if, yeah. If, if you want to get really annoying about it, and I do. He's wearing he's wearing the the trousers and the shoulder stripes of a general, even though he's only got the insignia of a full colonel. Breaks my immersion. Zero out of ten. Eh, shit here movie. Fuck this movie. Stop the recording. Ridiculous. Let's go. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, okay, so they, they they execute the plan. The plan and steps y- y- off. Y- you don't know that like Pussy Galore has turned good because of the rape so like what you see is her sort of army of uh, lipstick lesbians spraying Fort Knox with gas and all of the troops there just falling down dead there are 41,000 troops stationed at Fort Knox and oh my god do they make sure to show us fucking all of them collapsing <laughs> yeah it's just such shot after shot after scene. shot after shot and it's yeah. the same guys, because they didn't have that many troops, but they had enough to make it look like one crowded scene, so we just went... Eh, eh, eh. It's it's very funny the way Goldfinger justifies that, by the way. It's like... Because uh, Bond is like, yeah, you're going you're gonna to gas tens of thousands of people to do this. 
And Goldfinger's like, yeah, drivers kill that many in like two years in America. Which, Who cares? Which is a line that they tried to cut because one of the principal sponsors of this movie was Chrysler. <laughs> so they like really? who, who tried to be like, could you take out the line about motorists killing sixty thousand people in every two years, please? <laughs> I, I, uh, a, a someone on our Patreon who I do not quite remember the name of right now, and I do apologize. Um, mentioned that there is a website you can go to that talks about all of the different things that were cut from each Bond film. It's just a list of things, and I, I will talk about it in every mm. Bond film. Um. On the last one, there were a lot more, which is a shame we didn't get to that. But on this one, that's pretty much the only major one, is that the Chrysler company was like, could you could you not mention the road accidents, please? <laughs> could you just go back to the corrective rate? <laughs> well, that and all the race science. Come on, we don't, wanna, we yeah. don't want anything that's but I mean, that just cars. wasn't adapted. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, but, but Bond, Bond then gets moved in with the, the fucking task force that are dressed up as US soldiers, but like only half of them. Mm. Uh, the other half are just in henchman gear, I That's guess, right. for the vibes. And the plan is, right, they're going to handcuff Bond to this bomb. I don't know why. Because <laughs> they're going to do that. Guy, I guess. Which is like, I guess, I like it's gonna, bond. it's gonna kill him, right? Yeah. Fine, but why does he need to? Like, Goldfinger is even he comes up to Bond, who is handcuffed to an atomic bomb, and is like, "Ah, oh, Mister Bond, for once you're exactly where I want you." Well, why? Why does he have to be in the? Because Goldfinger loves it. Because he loves this shit. Like, oh, that's true. even Goldfinger in the laser scene, the he's clearly, he's clearly just shit. enjoying it. In the laser scene, he's just like, because mm. it, because it gets me off. I just like it. It's just funny. Yeah. He 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 is he is a great fucking villain. He is. Um, it, this is something that that this movie does really well, which is to have introduced the villains so early. It's just such. It's nice to have such a long time to get to know them because Doctor mm. No and From Russia with Love suffered from this. They had an interesting yes. villain, but with very little screen time. And the things yeah, I complained you get like one about conversation with them. the things I complained about with Red Grant was that he was constantly doing menacing shit off screen and it feels like they took that with odd job and they were like okay he's gonna do it all on screen and it's and it works perfectly it's really good mm -hmm. um yeah so so they put him in they put him into fort knox's uh gold depository they put him on the elevator fantastic a very ken long... adam set by the way what? they had no idea what it looked like because they weren't allowed to film inside so they just made this massive like mm -hmm. gold cathedral looking thing really? it's great it's so good there's like yeah 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 it's not it's not based on anything ken adam just fucking made it up, made it up. based on what he thought would look cool yeah and it does Damn, that rules. um but then at that moment as it's being lowered and the nuke has been turned on suddenly all the guys that were shown to have been knocked out uh, they wake back up again. They're not dead. Why the fuck would you do that after they had armed well, the bomb and after yeah. they were in the bullion yeah, thing? Yeah, it's, it's almost shown that that's what triggers them to stand up because one of them has like a a sensor of some description which starts beeping as soon as they they turn the key on the bomb. Geiger counter, uh, which which is weird because that isn't how that would work. Um, but but still, it's a movie anyway. So and they all wake up and they start to assault Goldfinger's guys, um, and and they say something like. Uh, minimal force until we've secured the bomb. Cut the bit where I don't know what I'm talking about. Minimal force until we've secured the bomb. 
And like later on, there's just a shitload of explosions happening Two as well. Seconds later, gunfight. Like, yeah, like yeah. Gunfight. Yeah. There's fucking someone has a grenade as well at like, one point. Where is the? Is this minimal? Mm-hmm. Goldfinger. Goldfinger gets to play a round of of Team Fortress Two as the spy here because <laughs> what he does is he pulls off his jacket to reveal uh, a, a, a U.S. Army colonel's uniform, and he like misdirects the Americans into like charging at the door. He locks Bond, Oddjob, and one of his henchmen in the vault, and then he just fucking sprays the Americans in the back with a submachine gun and leaves. He also has a gold revolver. But then he just he just him. He just fucking (laughs) He just bails. He just fucking bails. bails. He's like, I'm out of here. And inside inside the thing, like the henchman that's locked in there is going like, oh fuck, oh god, oh shit, we, well we should stop the bomb, we're going to get blown up. And he tries to, but Oddjob stops him and just throws him off the railing to his death. Because Oddjob, Oddjob apparently is willing is just, to die for this plan. Oddjob is just mm-hmm. secure that he, he give a simply shit. wouldn't die. <laughs> Which is because, he is immune and, to like, radiation, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bond, Bond is just uh, Bond is like handcuffed to this like giant like sh- fucking trolley shaped nuclear bomb with a bunch of uh, actually rather fetching 1950s French handcuffs. They're called a, a, a La Pegie, if you're curious. Anyway, but the the guy that Oddjob throws off the railing is the one who had the keys in his front pocket. So Bond's like ah 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 keys, and he starts to make his way towards it. Oddjob realizes what's he's what he's done. He runs down the staircase, and as he gets there, Bond has released himself. So we get a fight scene. That's and- right, and this this absolutely was a imminent health and safety threat to mm. both dudes. Who mm. it like Sean Connery got badly injured again by by Harold Zakata doing this because Harold Zakata, despite being a professional wrestler, I guess never learned not to hit people for real. Harold Zakata is the one wrestler who thinks wrestling is real. He's just fucking like yeah. going for it every day. It's so good. An odd job also, um sorry, Harold Zakata also got quite badly burned during the filming of this. He did, he did. Um, but, but he kept he kept going. He didn't break character. He didn't break character. He didn't let go of the hat until the director called cut because he's no. a fucking legend. Because yeah. um, he's a pro. There's this great bit where Sean Connery throws gold bullion. Yeah, yeah, and it just oh yeah, it's so good. Like Connery job. just bounces off. He's like he's like you, Dev. He's just like completely invincible. <laughs> he, there's he's there's a like reason I chose Oddjob at him to be the too. guy. He's just he loves a great it. time. Uh, yeah, Oddjob's just smiling. He's having a good time. He's and which led me to believe that the reason Oddjob was fine being in the room with the nuke is because he simply wouldn't die if it went off. Because he's just like <laughs> he's just untouchable. There's a bit where Bond like pins him against a concrete pillar and like tries to break his arm by like levering it against the corner of this pillar. And Oddjob just like looks at him very bemusedly for a moment before he just frees himself from it in one hit. <laughs> Yeah, and then punches him in the middle of the spine, which, yeah. uh, as we have established, is a full force punch. Genuinely, to Sean Connery <laughs> just properly punch. Sean Connery, yeah. <laughs> Sean, Connery. <laughs> Sean Connery, a man who loves to punch but hates when he gets punched. Uh, strange that, but the, yeah. the, the mm-hmm. fight is phenomenal. Odd job, um, odd job throws his hat a couple of times. He hits like a cable that falls to the ground and starts sparking pretty badly. And then uh, Bond mm-hmm. picks up the hat, and this is the one time during this entire movie that we see Oddjob visibly worried, which means I guess the hat is the, yeah. the one weapon that can hurt him. 
Like it's his. It's like a fucking Achilles <laughs> heel thing. His own weapon is the only thing it's that can harm him. Bond throws this hat and it gets trapped between two metal bars. Odd job smiles, gives him like a half bow, and then goes to try to get the hat. Bond uses that sparking cable to electrocute those bars, killing Odd Job uh, and winning the fight in the most underhanded method possible. Shocking. R.I.P. <sighs> R.I.P. That's right. Shocking. Which Lesson is nice. chat for for our job. Uh, the the army come in and there's like Bond, there's a, this nice sequence where Bond has no idea how to turn the bomb off, which is quite funny. Mm-hmm. He's like pushing at stuff and like he's about to yank the wires and then at the last second the guy just dives in and hits a big off switch. Yeah. Once again, there's like th- this movie is willing to play stuff for laughs in a way that like a lot of subsequent Bond movies would not be. Yeah. And it's like it's almost charming now. Mm. Like that's that's the thing about about Goldfinger, right? Is that like if you watch it, aside from having a lead weight dumped on you about two thirds of the way in, if mm. you can get over that and like in the time immediately before that, you're probably gonna have a nice time. Like it's an entertaining film to watch, and it's actually quite seductive. You like find yourself, or at least I found myself, mm. being kind of pulled back into mm. it. The up top we said this was like a good movie. Um, is the yeah. overall like it is quite entertaining. There is obviously one scene in particular that makes this movie uh, just absolutely damaging to your psyche to watch. And it and we said mm-hmm. if you can get over it, and it's fine. If you can't, I just w- want to be clear. Like this is a it is a oh, traumatic yeah. scene. We we are we but, are trained professionals. <laughs> we we, we train for five months watches. to watch this movie. <laughs> But the thing is, you could cut that scene, and you could just have the story be that the pussy galore just was going to betray Goldfinger anyway, would, and Bond was useless. Would you like yeah. to know? Would you like to know how he accomplishes this same thing in the book? Uh, he leaves to, the tracking would, device under an it. airplane toilet seat. Oh, oh glamorous! And it just works. Yeah. So you know, could could have just done that, I guess. The thing about the bomb as well is that they originally. Uh, intended to stop like the countdown on the bomb at like three seconds, but instead they thought it might be fun to stop it at not not seven, which is of course uh. Bond's number. But they didn't change any of the dialogue, so Bond still says, "Well, three more ticks, and we would have uh, would have been blown sky high later on." Yeah, Bond Bond is innumerate. He never learned to count. Um. <laughs> I don't know what his measurement of tick is. And then we get the bit where Felix Eide is like, hey, why did pussy change sides? And and Bond's like, well, my dick was so good that I stopped her being a lesbian. And everyone's like, ha ha ha, mm-hmm. great. Yep. And then he gets to meet the president. Great, great work, James. He gets to meet Phenomenal. President Johnson. Uh, yeah. He gets to like have lunch with him. But Unfortunately, fucking Goldfinger is there. Um, he... <laughs> he and Pussy Galore are both there. Goldfinger springs out, still in his colonel outfit, um, while Bond is like on this, I guess, like small executive jet to go and meet the president. Mm. They fight. Uh, Goldfinger again, calling back to some foreshadowing that happened earlier, shoots out the window and gets sucked out of the window of that plane. He makes an incredible face as he gets sucked out. It's brilliant. I, I, yeah, really I, I'm gonna try and make that the episode art if I can get that. <laughs> yeah, do, do. We, yeah. I've got it. Oh, perfect, perfect. This also crashes the plane. Getting but, shot uh, off by a plane. Not <laughs> <laughs> that. So this is um, this is this is this is the death of Goldfinger, right? Um, 
bury me with my golden heart. Uh, very my good. We need to keep the TF jokes limited, but that was very good. Very me with my golden <laughs> finger. Um, yeah, he just flies out and like Bond checks up on Pussy, and she's like, "Where's Goldfinger?" And Bond, Bond says, he's "Playing his golden arm." He's playing his golden harp, which arm, golden arm, golden arm. He's playing his golden. It's admittedly, arm. quite a good line. Yeah, it's it's a fine line. Is it though? Anyway, yeah. they, they they parachute out of the plane, and then fuck. Yeah, that's and then it. they that's have the sex. Movie. Whatever, get that shit out of my face. Fine. D- did yeah. not did not appreciate the kind of like diehard style false ending here. Yeah. Uh, could have could have just fucking kept Goldfinger alive. I'm come back. I don't give a yeah, shit. Yeah, he's cool. They originally they originally wanted Orson Welles for Goldfinger, but they thought he would oh. take too much money. And I just like I'm almost glad that they didn't get him because you know Orson Welles would have stolen this movie. From oh, hundred percent. Yeah, uh, it it would be the Goldfinger franchise, and we would just be doing a podcast about why the 24 movie <laughs> Goldfinger <laughs> franchise is so good. Uh, welcome to alternate universe, kill James Bond. What we're doing about Goldfinger? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the movie. So, that's the that's movie. That's the movie. Should we talk about our, our patented scum mm-hmm. system, that is which right. we use to empirically determine which James Bond movies are the worst? Yeah, the current winner of this is OK Connery. Well <laughs> You'll have to listen to the bonus sometime. episode. It's the only good That's James Bond film. That's right. So. So Smarm. Smarm. I'm, I'm thinking oh, this is a full high. seven out of seven, because of the, especially the, like, the line with the toaster in the back is like, shocking. Shocking. I, I have a drop that will relate to both the S and the M here. Uh, these are a few of my favorite things. <laughs> Dink, meet Felix Leiter. Hello. Felix, say hello to Dink. Hi, Dink. Dink, say goodbye to Felix. Mm-hmm. Uh, man talk. And then fully gives her a slap on the yeah, ass. Yeah, slap yeah, so um, yeah. This is 7 out of 7 for Smarmy. 7 out of 7. Just, just such a smarmy bastard the entire way through. Cultural mm-hmm. insensitivity. Cultural insensitivity. We have yet again well, just another guy whose who's bad guy is somehow an entire array of Asian guys. Like, yeah, it's just like a knows Asians and like can hire them to work for him. But I mean, nobody's in yellow face. That that is that true. Is true. Um, it, as opposed to the book, there's no explicit like there's nothing derogatory there's about no the specific fact that people are Asian. Races, but. There's no, there's, I don't. Yeah. Th- there's no racial slurs, is there? Is no, there? no. Like there wasn't no, from Russia. I don't, with not love? to my knowledge. No. Um, Odd job is is like exoticized and stuff, but he's also genuinely threatening. He's not mm-hmm. like played for laughs exactly. There is still the fact that the the only woman that Bond didn't ever harass in any way was the sole Asian woman that he was on screen with. Yeah, which does that's true. So it's not going to be a, a, lot, a, a zero, but should we say like a two, maybe? Yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah, I'm on. Uh, now, un- unprovoked violence. I think this is relatively. L- it's it's well, more depends on whether we're folding that into the misogyny or not. Uh, we thing. will we'll touch the misogyny separately. I think this is it's more because he does. Um, he does more unprovoked violence, frankly, than the other two. The other two, he basically does nothing. Mm. But in this one, he does at least. Um, mm-hmm. I can't think of the instance. Oh, well, he he does electrocute a guy, although that guy was like clumsily going for a gun. 
Um, yeah, I mean, he does. He fights back against people. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think he actively murders anyone. No. Um, but like, he he does manage to like uh, both like hold a woman hostage after breaking into her hotel room and also rape another woman, which is not nothing. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, if we count sexual violence, then this is a seven. But if we're just talking about like directly mm-hmm. physical violence, then it's it's even lower. So I'm willing to put it at like a halfway if we call it like a uh, yeah out of seven, call it like, like a, a six. Six. Yeah, that's halfway mm-hmm. between. Now misogyny eight. Eight. Yeah, least. I straight up wrote yeah. down eight. Yeah, out of seven, it's yeah. a fucking eight. Like this is horrendous. Yeah. From top to bottom, start to finish, just one of the most badly treated women casts I've ever seen. It's mm-hmm. horrendous. Very cruel. And that gives us a total score of 23, which makes it the worst so far. Huh. And yet, it, like, had the, <laughs> yet. relatively the best time watching it. I was mm-hmm. less bored watching it than I was with any of the others that we've seen. I think that's partly so because it was quite a short movie compared to. It is. It's the shortest until the Skyfall. Ones. It's like an hour and a half, and it doesn't, like, overstay that too much. Mm. Whereas every, every other Bond movie is like two hours. Yeah, the ne- the next one that we're going to talk about, which James Bond, uh, Kill James Bond, will return in Thunderball, is is like two hours and fifteen minutes, and I'm earnestly dreading it. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, mm. I think that's. If anyone else has any closing thoughts on this, I think we've that's a cast. Um, only, only that I, th- I I think it was extremely funny when the guy said, um, "Consequently, we are vitally concerned with unauthorized leakages." <laughs> That's that's really my only contribution. Yeah, there. that is good. I think it's funny that Odd Job is not particularly tall, but he's filmed like he's a massive guy. I think that's fun. Oh yeah, they f- they filmed to be like wide, which is great. Yeah, appreciate that. Well, Harold's a god has spent five months getting very wide. <laughs> he spent five months <laughs> learning how to smile. Spent five months practicing his aspect <laughs> ratios. <laughs> oh, Harold's a god. DM, get on the pod any day. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I, I absolutely wins what what I am going to start instituting and calling the Kronstein rosette for like underappreciated henchmen and villainy. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> the Kronstein Grand Prix <laughs> of this movie <laughs> goes to, goes to Harold Sakata as our job. Anyway, let's let's Alrighty cut to then. our sponsor. Look, hench, right. do you have? Do you have a secret base that you need to populate with bad guys all of a sudden, but you don't want to pay a living wage or cover health insurance? Try hiring an entire cast of Asian people. Hench. (laughs) (laughs) Available now on the app store. You can, like, coordinate their jumpsuits. Uh, Yeah, just in the app as well. We'll see you in two weeks for Thunderball. And um, here's Devon with some soft jazz and the end matter after our theme song. here again. I had such a great time chatting with you last time, I thought we could make this a regular date, you and I. Kill James Bond will return in Thunderball in two weeks' time, but if that is simply too long to wait, we have a Patreon where we upload bonus episodes on those interstitial weeks. That's patreon.com forward slash killjamesbond, all one word. Speaking of our beautiful patrons, I'd like to give special thanks to our £15 and above patrons. And that's Jack Holmes, Timothy Pajorni, 
Jack Bushel, Americans, Josh Simmons, Alfredo, and Danny. This has been Kill James Bond. Our producer is Nate Bethay, and our podcast art is by Matt Lubchansky. See you soon. <laughs>